This is the Dothan Area Business Podcast. I'm here with Raphael Gill the Third with the Gill Law Firm. A great friend of mine, known him for a very long time. He is a local bankruptcy attorney here in the Dothan, Alabama area. And uh, Raphael, thank you so much for uh, allowing me to come here and uh, get you on the podcast, man. Well, thanks for having me. How's your day going so far? It's fantastic. Yeah, you didn't wake up on the wrong side of the bay. I did not. That's great, man. That's always good. Um, so Raphael, you're a bankruptcy attorney. How long have you been doing this? Let's see. I graduated law school in 2000. Uh, prior to graduating law school, I clerked for a lawyer, um, kind of doing the same area of, of legal work for two years. So I've been doing this roughly 25 years. Wow. Give or take. Wow. And all in bankruptcy. Yeah. So um, it. I would say 90%. Um, I've done personal injury and some social security disability, Mm -hmm. but my bread and butter is bankruptcy work. Gotcha. Um, Okay. That's what I love. And what is it about the bankruptcy field or that, that field that you love? You know, two things. I think uh, my finance background, one and number two, with other areas of law, you have so many negative aspects like, for instance, criminal law, mm-hmm. you know, the clients that come in here are probably not in the best of moods, mm-hmm. best outcomes. Yeah, I mean, they're going through a very hard time in their life. Right, right. Likewise, divorce, mm-hmm. you know, personal injury, yep. something had to happen, all this right. negative stuff. But with bankruptcy, yes, uh, you know, most of the time people are coming in with a financial hardship, but the outcome is 90 something percent good. I mean, they come in for relief, and that's what they're getting, mm-hmm. as opposed to divorce. Nobody wins. Mm-hmm. You know, criminal. Eh, you know, not that good of a good uh, result. Right. But with bankruptcy, I just felt like this is great. I can help people. Good results. People are happy. And that's kind of that's kind of what swayed me into. Actually, the third part I would say is the third factor that made me choose bankruptcy was my brother-in-law was doing bankruptcy work when I was in college. Okay. And so at that time I was like bankruptcy, didn't know anything about it. Mm -hmm. And then when I graduated college, started law school, I was like, let me look into this bankruptcy thing. And Mm -hmm. then I talked to him about it and he kind of filled me in. I was like, ah, interesting. And then. Gotcha. So when it comes to the bankruptcy field, are you just working with individuals or tell me a little bit more about that part of your business, like so, what kind of customer is coming or what kind of client is coming into your your office? Right. Great question. So I do consumer bankruptcy work, which is on the personal individual level. And I also do corporate bankruptcy on the chapter seven liquidation level. Uh, so you have consumer side, which is what I do. And then you have the, the creditor side, which is the attorneys that represent the Bad, big bad creditors, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't do that. I just stick, I stick with the consumer side. Some lawyers will do both. Uh-huh. I just kind of stick with the, the, just the uh, consumer side, the debtors. Gotcha. So the people who owe the money, whether it's Correct. their personal or their business, Correct. right? Because, you know, I remember some of the thing. one of the things that I learned is that businesses file bankruptcy, not just to liquidate assets, right? right. Like you've got that Donald Trump situation where 
he'll buy a business. And back when he was running for president, the, the mainstream media outlets were bringing up, hey, this guy's filed bankruptcy for so many times. He's going to bankruptcy the nation or bankrupt the nation. But really, that's actually a smart move the way he was using it because right. he bought a business, liquidated right. the assets. Um, no, you're 100% correct. And he didn't personally file bankruptcy. His corporations did. Huge difference. Mm -hmm. And he even said it. He says, I use that as a financial tool. And yeah, and I tell people that, that, you know, even for personal purposes, it's a financial tool. You're shedding a lot of debt, you know. And so, no, that, that's exactly right. You know, he didn't personally file. His businesses did. And he'll, to this day, he'll say it's a financial tool that it's a legal tool that people use and helps your business. Are there any situations where you deal with businesses that are coming to you for help rather than trying to liquidate an asset? Yeah, that's Chapter 11, okay. bankruptcy. I don't handle those. Mm -hmm. um, there's, a, there's a few attorneys in the area, very few. There's maybe, right now there's one, maybe two in Dothan that do them. Mm -hmm. And there's a handful in Montgomery. Gotcha. Uh, so I don't, I don't generally do the reorganization, right. which is the Chapter 11. I don't do that. I just liquidate. Gotcha. Okay. Down. And so just in layman's terms, you're talking about people who are just, they buy a business and they're like, all right. Let's file bankruptcy on this so we can liquidate all the assets, drop the debt, and profit for our corporation. Is that correct? Well, it's so let me backtrack for a second. The reason why I don't do Chapter 11s is because historically, Chapter 11s didn't work. Okay. Um, and it's whether bad business, mm -hmm. you know, formula, bad business owner, mm -hmm. they just didn't work. Okay. And I'd seen that over the years, and so I just never got interested in it. The Chapter 7 corporation is the one that you have a business, it's failing, it's not doing well, cut your losses, file bankruptcy, close it down, start a new one. Uh, there's a lot of companies in town that I represent that have filed bankruptcy. Right. And they file bankruptcy on day one, and within a few days, they've got their new entity established, and they start a new business day, and then they're off and running with a new company. It's, it's a great, it's a great, it's a great tool. Really? Oh yeah, absolutely. I had no idea that that was even like that. I've got two air conditioner repair companies in town. Well, we're going to keep all these businesses a secret. We're not going <laughs> to say their names. However, um, that is very interesting. I mean, their business is failing and are they changing the signage on their buildings? Yep. Yep. Okay. Absolutely. And so it's, hey, Absolutely. we're under new management right. and it's not just... Uh, right. But you know, the, the crazy thing is people will operate a business doing business as, in other words, they'll have a LLC that's ABC right. LLC right. doing business as John Doe's air conditioning repair. Right. Well, that... ABC, that ABC LLC is the one that files bankruptcy. They create XYZ LLC, but they still use the DBA name. So sometimes they don't even change the name. It's crazy. It would be smart to keep the name. Right. 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 Because everyone knows it. And so that DBA does it. It's not an entity. Right. The LLC is. Wow. So then they can just shed all that debt, restart new and still use the, the entity name. So people in the public were like, oh, yeah. I know Joe, Joe, yeah, John Doe's air conditioning repair. They've been here for years. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's very interesting. Right. And so obviously, you know, there are some business practices that can be abused, but um, there's a lot of good for this type of scenario, right? Like you don't have somebody who's purposely 
drumming up all this debt just to go ahead and get the new car and then like, all right, we're going to file for bankruptcy and move on. So that's a great question. Um, and I suspect there might be a handful, Wow. but I don't judge. It's not me to judge. I can't mm-hmm. look at a petition or look at a individual and mm-hmm. know their inside. How did they get to that point? All I know is that's where they're at now. They just need you and for so, a service. Right. So I don't ask them, Hey, did you do this on purpose to defraud or right. I can look at a, at a situation be like, okay, this guy has done some things that are a little bit shady. Mm-hmm. He's got some problems, but for the most part, someone comes in racked up all this debt. I don't, I don't get into that. That's right. between you and whoever, right? You right. know, I just, you're filing bankruptcy. As long as you haven't committed any fraud, it's good. But wow. yeah, I suspect I will say there are, I've got several clients that almost religiously file every eight years. They'll file a chapter seven, boom, every eight years. It's like, <laughs> Have you learned your lesson or are you just right. doing this as just a, utilizing this using, tool? Right. Using this, utilizing this tool. So we're, we're talking to some business owners and some people who are just interested in the information and using this for entertainment purposes. But are there any um, negative consequences to the individual who owns the business that is doing something every eight years or just doing this once and learning their lesson? Like what type of consequences comes to, you know, Jane Doe or John Doe, who is filing for bankruptcy on their fast food restaurants or their small business. So, I mean, the only the the downside to that is if you're going to file a corporate chapter seven bankruptcy and close down a business, it can't be it can't be profitable and you can't have lots of assets so you can't have your cake and eat it too mm-hmm. it really has to be a failing business okay. that you're basically living paycheck to paycheck on the business okay then you can essentially close it down and start up a new one but if it's a thriving business that right. you're just saying man i got a ton of money and it's doing well i just want to wipe out all this debt nah it's not going to happen right you know, right. You know what i'm saying it's it's got to sure. be it's got to be equitable you know i always tell people because people will come in and say, hey, can I file bankruptcy on my car and keep my car and not have to pay for it? I'm like, that's not equitable. Right. That's not fair to the bank that yeah. you get to keep a free car. And likewise, it's not fair to creditors if you have the ability to pay uh-huh. and the assets to pay and you file bankruptcy. So when people come in, they're really kind of insolvent or they gotcha. don't have anything. Gotcha. Okay. So this is a need. And those individuals who might be taking advantage of it are just living that lifestyle to always have that as their safety net. Right. And you'd be surprised. Probably people that you know yourself are mm-hmm. living paycheck to paycheck. I yeah. mean, people have a lot of stuff, but it comes in and it goes out. Right. And that's just the American way. Right. You know, the average, they say the average credit card debt they say in America is like $25,000 per household or something, something crazy right. like that. I'm like, yeah. wow. I remember hearing too um, that the average American, they got this info from like American Express or something like that. Don't fact check me on this, but um that they said that the average American does not have a thousand dollars in their bank account. And I remember when I was like 18, 20 years old, I applied for an American express and they specifically asked, Hey, how much money do you have in your, your bank account? I don't think they asked me to prove it, but, um, I think at that time I did have a thousand dollars in the bank. account. (laughs) Um, but you know, I was 18, 19. So, um, no. And and that's, that is just proper <clears throat> financial planning, so mm-hmm. to speak, is to have a rainy day fund slash savings account for emergency purposes. They say they say that you should have at, at least three months 
worth of income in a mm-hmm. savings account, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Three months, something happens, you lose your job, something happens. Right. Well, you have three months to pay all your bills for three months. Right. They, and so that's, that's something like Dave Ramsey talks about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Always have a three months nest egg in a savings account for emergency purposes. So yeah. Right. And that's sad. Most Americans don't have that. They right. don't have a thousand bucks. Yeah. Well, if you guys have listened to the first episode, then, you know, you know that the importance of saving kind of like when you know, we were talking to um, Jason and Amy Sharp over at Pinch a Penny. I mean, yep. the guy, Jason, he quit. No job lined up. And it's because he had some money in a savings account. They were able to do it. Um, As a matter of fact, he did it twice. Um, But uh, yeah, guys, the importance of saving is um, very, very high because you need to have that, that backup plan. Cause you never know too. You can having the option to quit, but also you never know when you're going to get laid off. Right. And you know, the other brilliant financial minds will say, Out of your income, pay 10% you know, to church or tithing if that's your thing. I personally do that. But 10% pay yourself. Mm-hmm. And when they say pay yourself, you take that 10%, you're putting it into an account, right. savings account, 10% retirement, then whatever it is that you use. And if you can't do that, then you're living paycheck to paycheck. Then mm-hmm. you're doing something wrong. You're overextended. You need to cut back. Um, come see me. <laughs> Something's going on. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's nice to know that you have someone who you can fall back on, call on mm-hmm. and ask for some advice. I mean, cause I'm sure, you know, even having conversations with you in the past, you've mentioned that, um, you've told some customers, some clients, Hey guys, this isn't even really an option for you. Y'all just right. need to get on a budget. <clears throat> no, correct. I actually turned down a client today that came in who, he was trying to stretch. He's trying to, you know, he hadn't had a, a car long. And mm. I just said, look, you're, you're, um, you're just better off just not doing anything right now. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's funny, even yesterday I turned down another lady. She was all on social security disability. That's her only source of income, had no assets, no house, nothing. She came in, little old lady owed about $25,000 on a judgment and some other debt. I said, you don't really need to waste your money on me filing bankruptcy there's nothing that can do to your judgment proof so don't sweat it i mean she was just as happy as can be well it's good Uh, to know that you have a conscience right she's probably really happy because she's like wow an attorney didn't suck the life out of me getting some money you know right maybe that's it but she was so happy and i was like hey i mean at the end of the day i gotta i gotta live with myself and i wouldn't feel right charging somebody that just doesn't need to file bankruptcy you know so that's awesome, man. So what kind of advice would you offer up to anybody who wants to open a business? So the first thing, if you're going to start up a business, you know, kind of do your research, do your due diligence and look at, and look at what service you're going to provide. Make sure that, you know, the, um, the area that you're going to be working at, there's a need there, uh, supply and demand. So you just want to open up a business that's run of the mill. Everyone's got something like that. You know, it's just not, it's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. So number one, just, you know, look at what you're going to do and see if there's a niche there, a need, do that. Then what you'll want to do, obviously get a business license <clears throat> um, and then open up an LLC or, or an Inc, a corporation, just do some sort of entity that way you're protected and um, protected against what um, liability. <clears throat> um, you know, cause people like, well, you know, what do I need? A if I have a restaurant, you know, 
Well, someone eats something and it, you, you get food poisoning and die or, or they choke on something. Or mm-hmm. if you're a mechanic and working on a car, the car, you, did, you didn't put the lug bolts on and the car tire falls off. They crash and die. There's so right. many ways that you can get sued. Well, if you have an entity, they can only come after that entity. They can't come after you personally. Okay. But if you're a sole proprietor where you just open up a business and don't set it up, they're going to come after you personally. So it protects you from liability. Why would somebody even file their business as a sole proprietor? Is that just because of lack of knowledge? Lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge or they just don't want to spend the money to, it's not that much, you know, uh, to open up a corporation, to create a, a corporation or LLC. What's the difference between an LLC and a corporation? So it it it, it deals with a few things. Um, so LLC was created not very long ago. It was in the 90s, actually a new type of thing. And, and it streamlined a corporation in the sense of tax purposes and going through the, um, I would say the annual steps of keeping it current. Like in other words, an LLC, you don't have to have minutes number, you know, you mm-hmm. don't have to have a board and, and have stock and all that stuff. LLC has a pass through tax treatment. So when you file your taxes, you know, you can just do taxes on yourself Mm-hmm. And not necessarily on the LLC. Of course, I'm not an accountant, so you know can't really get into that. But mm-hmm. so it's it, it's cheaper and it's cheaper. So mm-hmm. there's a LLC is my favorite thing. Is you know I'll, I'll create a corporation, but LLC is a, is really for someone who's just starting out. That's what I'd recommend an LLC. Gotcha. Really easy to operate and own and start up and protecting yourself and your family. Correct. I mean, Correct. let's just face it. Um, yeah. stuff is going to happen. Correct. Right. Correct. And you want to be able to protect yourself and not learn the hard way and have to lose your house. Right. Right. Um, Another thing you need to do before I forget is you got to get a tax ID number Mm -hmm. and you can get that online. Very simple to do. Gotcha. Is Um, that going through, obviously the tax ID number is going to go through a federal website. Yeah. So it's going to go through like irs.gov. Okay. Yeah. You just go on Google, type in uh, apply tax ID number. Boom. And it puts you right through. Literally you can, when I do it for my clients, I can get it done literally in less than 10 minutes. Now, for the Dothan area, is there a website that they can go to where it'd be a little bit more convenient for them to find the LLC or the corporation paperwork and you know see if there's anything specific for their city limits? Nah, there really isn't. Um, if you don't hire an attorney to do an LLC, you can go online, the Alabama Secretary of State's office. Okay. They have a downloadable form. Mm-hmm. fill it out and then you can you know you can do it yourself and and file it online right real easy um if your business is going to be complicated and you have more than one manager or more than one owner rather mm-hmm. you may want to have an operating agreement that's when you'll need an attorney but okay. for the most part anyone can open up an llc just go online and do it so what are some examples as to why someone would it would be beneficial for someone to call an attorney and set up an operating agreement? Like what type of business or what type well, of situation? In any, a business? any business where you're going to have more than one owner. Smart. Right. You know, um, because even though you're saying, okay, 50, 50, mm-hmm. well, it's not that easy. I mean, there's always situations, you know, that come up, you know, in the operating room, it'll say what you can and cannot do. You know, mm-hmm. you may not be able to go out and get a, a, 
a company car in the name of the LLC. Well, I'm an owner. Why not? Well, the operating agreement says no gotcha. without permission. So there's a lot of things. So it's just laying out the rules. Laying out the rules is what it is. Okay. Can you amend those quote unquote uh, yeah. rules? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's really interesting yeah. to know, man. Because yeah. I mean, there's so many businesses that evolve. Right. 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 You know, it's um, kind of like you. You went into bankruptcy, but then you're like, hey, I'm going to dabble a little bit in personal injury. Right. Right. And so. So an LLC, I mean, an operating agreement, you don't file it with the court. So you're creating one when things need to change, you just destroy it and do, you know, do a revocation and you start okay. up a new one Okay, and, and you just create a new one. So yeah. you're just keeping that on the cloud and uh-huh. having a couple backups and yep. then, all right, we're just going to go ahead and, it and sign it, execute it and sign mm-hmm. it. Okay. And then just go back to mm-hmm. you or another attorney and yep. saying, Hey, yeah. we need, we need a new one. We need a new one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yep. So what are some other best practices or um, some advice that you would give someone who wants to open up another, open up a business and, and giving them some advice. So another thing I recommend, so you can imagine me being in the bankruptcy realm. I see a lot of businesses fail and the high percentage of the businesses that fail. The number one cause is overhead. So with any business, okay. the key is overhead you got to keep your overhead low. I mean, if you keep it low, there's hardly any business that won't fail because the overhead is low. Mm-hmm. I've seen really good businesses fail because overhead that were making incredible amounts of money, but their overhead was so high that they couldn't do it. Right. It's, it's the craziest thing. So yes, overhead is probably one of the most important, if not the most important thing, overhead. Because like I said, you can make a lot of money and work very, very hard, but if mm-hmm. your overhead is too high, it, it crushes you. Yeah. Um, and, and you got to remember businesses and, um, ebb, you know, the as far as your business is concerned, your busyness, it's ebbs and flows, man. It comes and goes. Sometimes you're going to be real, real busy. Sometimes not. Right. Well, if your overhead is low, then you can save. Mm-hmm. Then when the lean months come and you might dip under the amount of income, then you got a nest egg right. know, to save and, and to, to be able to carry yourself so be on a budget be on a budget maintain your your overhead keep yep. it as low as possible right don't be afraid to spend the money right if right. it makes sense for the business but right. slow down right if you're impulsive have somebody in your corner who isn't right and you know run it by or just i remember uh in my experiences there are some people who are like yep i'm gonna buy this but i'm gonna wait two days right and and some people to their detriment will rush out and get things. And even with the high interests, all that, I mean, if you don't, if you just patient and wait, then mm-hmm. you know, good things come. But yeah, as part of your overhead is don't incur large amounts of debt. Mm-hmm. And with high interest, just be smart. You know, right. if, if it sounds like, ah, I just don't know if I need it at this point, or that's just kind of a high payment, well, then don't do it. Just mm-hmm. wait, you know, that makes sense. So, um, before we move on, is there anything else, any other pieces of advice or, you know, sitting on your side of the desk, working with a customer who owns a business, um, or working with a customer that is a business? Um, what other, uh, pieces of advice or what are the things that you see that cause them to set an appointment with you aside from the overhead? Right. So, Going back to your earlier question, we said what's some other things that you need to have when you're starting up a business. Very, very important. I can't believe I almost forgot. Have an accountant. 
accountants are worth. Like QuickBooks? Raphael? No, no, no. Like a real accountant. <laughs> I always tell people, man, uh, uh, QuickBooks is nice and all that, but accountants literally are worth their weight in gold because they know they know all the tricks, the legal tricks. They mm-hmm. know what you can deduct and what you can't mm-hmm. to maximize your income because it makes no sense if you're making all this money and you got to give it to Uncle Sam mm-hmm. when Uncle Sam is saying, hey, look, well, if you buy this, you can deduct it. If you spend this, you can deduct it. So you don't have to give it to me. You can just use it. Right. It would make no sense if you make all this money and you buy the stuff and you have these expenses and then all of a sudden... Uncle Sam's like, oh well, that's fine that you made all the money, but I need some, you know, I need some money. So that's kind of what you look at, and so right. accountants know that's what they're trained. Mm-hmm. Have an accountant. I've had so many clients have come in, business wise and personal, um, that have come in, and a lot of times my questions like, so do you have an accountant? Nope. I'm like, mm-hmm. what's the reason why these people don't have an accountant? Because I know you personally. Okay. (laughs) Cheap. Yeah. I know you personally. You're asking these questions and digging a little bit. Right. Right. They're just being cheap and frugal. They're being cheap. Yeah. Uh, So Mm. get a good accountant. Mm -hmm. Get a good lawyer. Mm -hmm. Don't necessarily need the lawyer, but it's good to have a a, a lawyer, not necessarily on retainer, but someone that got a a relationship with. Right. Uh, That way you can ask a question. Hey, do you do this? Or point me in the right direction. Right. Just like doctors. You have some bad doctors, you have some good doctors. Well, mm-hmm. likewise, you have some good lawyers, you have some not so good lawyers. Gotcha. Um, so, yeah. So, let's sum this all up here. Get your, your tax ID number. Get File an LLC or a corporation. Don't necessarily go for a sole proprietorship because you're putting your livelihood on the line. You're putting your house on the line. Correct. If something were to go wrong. Um, develop a relationship with a lawyer. And just so this way you can kind of have that resource and, hey, I've got this question. I would like an answer type of a relationship. Um, And then get an accountant. Yes. In no real particular order, but just at least have that on the front side before you open your doors or open up your business. Right. Yeah. I mean, I would say do an LLC first, you know, get that, get that tax ID number, get that LLC, just. Uh, just to, to protect yourself. I would say that if anything, that's the first step besides getting your license to do whatever it is that you want to do in the, in the county. Or what, city. Are, what are some other benefits in having an LLC? Like, you know, let's say, um, oh, geez, let's say somebody's just going to be an independent contractor, right? Like a, um, oh, my goodness, tip of the tongue, uh, a landscaper, okay, right? right? Right. So we've got a landscaper and... <laughs> Who we make it like I know when we had a landscaper, we just wrote the check out to the guy who's right. pushing the mower. Right. Um I would assume that they don't have an LLC after having this conversation. You're hundred percent correct. So what is gonna happen to that individual? Are they what type of consequences aside from anything negative happening and then putting their livelihood on the line, like is there any tax benefit to having an LLC? You know, I will say that even though you're not an LLC, you can still deduct. Mm-hmm. Um, you have deductions because you oper- you operate a sole proprietorship business. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, you could still deduct some things, but I think the, the, the biggest part is just that protection. Think about it. I mean, even your landscaper, let's say he's mowing the grass mm-hmm. and a projectile goes out and injures you. Mm-hmm. That's him. He's the one that's liable. Right. So, 
Rick Rojas would be filing a lawsuit against Joe the landscaper. Yeah. No offense to you, Joe landscaper guys. You you know, but Joe landscaper. And let's just say he, because I know a lot of landscapers who got some, you know, they do well. Mm -hmm. But all of a sudden, guess what? He's being sued. Yeah. And everything he has is on the line. Everything. However, if you had an LLC, Mm -hmm. then you'd only be able to sue the LLC and not Joe. I remember talking to another business before, too, where they were saying, like, man, we save so much on taxes um, because we filed an LLC um, a year or two after they started their business. And all the money was going to the LLC and then the LLC was paying them as an individual. So they were saving a lot of money on taxes. And I know this is kind of might be outside of your realm. Maybe we should get an accountant on and talk to them about it. But is there anything like, have you heard that before? Never heard that before, but okay. I don't, maybe it's you know, because those people have a good business sense and they're not going to be in a bankruptcy attorney's office. Yeah. You know, and, and no, but you know, and I've seen all, all walks of life, but so they're saying that they, the money was going to the LLC and the LLC was just cutting them a check as right. a, like an independent contractor or like an employee or something as an employee. Like that. Well, you know, my corporation, I'm an employee of the corporation. I W two. There you go. Yeah, because I mean, I, I don't think up, it necessarily yeah. saves you a lot of money though. Okay. Of course, don't quote me on that. I mean, right. I, I'm not an accountant. Right. Um, I took accounting in college, but. Right. I'm not an accountant. <laughs> I'm not an accountant. So not a CPA. So don't, don't quote me on that. But I, I don't think if there is an advantage, it's so minuscule that really, yeah, okay. it's just not. Well, cause I remember, um, yeah, I remember that example. And then as we're having this conversation, like I grew up, my parents were real estate agents. They were 1099 employees from when I was like 10 till they're still, you know, they're not really doing real estate now since they moved here to Dothan from Southern California. But um, they, I remember, I remember my dad in the master bedroom laying out all kinds of receipts, you know, getting all of his stuff organized. And I was like, man, what are you doing? He's like, oh, taxes, getting it ready for the accountant. I, was he an LLC or Inc? You know, I don't know, man. And in that situation, <laughs> that situation you may not, I mean, what, what, what harm is going to happen to you? What liability will you have as a... Yeah. As a real estate agent, but right. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll have to ask him. Right. But um, I remember, you know, I was uh, ten ninety nine. I was doing home loans at the age of eighteen to almost twenty, back when the real estate market was booming. And wow. then I saw the writing on the wall. I remember specifically too. It was like two thousand and three, two thousand and four, and I remember sitting at my buddy's house and. Um, the guy's name is Kyle. It was like a second home, but, uh, I remember sitting there and I'm eating and I was like, Hey guys, in about four to five years, you're going to be able to buy houses really cheap. So save your money. <laughs> and they're like, why? And then I started explaining them the two twenty eights and the three twenty sevens and how there's these, you know, no income, no asset loans and stated income, stated asset loans. And uh, I was just like, this is, you know, really, I was like, I don't know, but to me, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, you saw it before most of the finance guys. Look, did. man, I'm you not, know? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, yeah, I was 19 years old, and I knew everything back then. No, yeah, I'm right. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but no, it was just I saw it, and I just remember telling people, like, you know, just kind of be on the lookout because it just doesn't make sense to me. 
Um, right. You know, and I remember growing up with the the traditional. 15 year fixed and the 30 year fixed mortgages. And, you know, that's just how you do it because you have more security that way rather than flip into an adjustable rate mortgage. Right. And so um, the reason why I say all that is because, you know, that was a commission job, 1099. And then for the past like nine years while I was at the TV station, I was working, a, it was commission, but I was W2'd. And so that tax set up back from 2008 versus the past nine years, um, the tax situation was was different. Um, so maybe that's where I'm getting all that stuff from. But, you know, there definitely is a big difference. Let me rephrase that. I would assume that there's going to be a difference between a 1099 employee and a W-2 commission employee right, right. or hourly employee, what have you. So Right, because that W-2 employee is not self-employed. He can have deductions, right? but he's not self-employed. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, so you have self-employment tax. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to find somebody yeah. to be a resource for That'd be a good question for, a, for an accountant. Yeah, or even somebody who's in commission. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember. Yep. I know exactly who I can call on because I remember having a conversation with them similar to this. So... Um, well, that's great, man. So let me ask you this bankruptcy, I feel like always has a scarlet letter, right? And having this conversation with you and even in conversations, um, over the time that I've known you, bankruptcy is not necessarily a scarlet letter. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Yeah. So bankruptcy has that, yeah, that, 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 that negative connotation oh he's bankrupt or he went mm-hmm. he filed bankruptcy and i guess it's because we think of it as our parents did right you don't file bankruptcy because you're going to lose everything right you, you don't need to file bankruptcy because your credit's going to be ruined right. forever not the case so the reason why it's not a scarlet letter is because people can file bankruptcy I always tell people this because they ask me, so am I, how's my credit going to be? Am I just ruined forever? I'm like, no. You can actually file Chapter 7 bankruptcy today, get your discharge You know, within a couple of months. You can start reestablishing credit immediately. Mm-hmm. And within two years, you can be back in the 700s credit score. And wow. I know this because I have a lot of clients that come in here and um, they come in because they're going to finance a home. Um, and I meet with them because they need their bankruptcy paperwork that they threw away. There's federal programs out there. If you've been in, if you've been out of bankruptcy for two years, you can actually purchase a home through the government. There's federal programs out there. Is it like 100% financing? 10% not sure. Down? Not okay. sure. But I will tell you this: the interest rates. I've seen them. The interest rates are low. Really? Yeah. For for someone who's high risk. Okay. Um, and so I'll meet with it. I'll meet with my past clients. And let me ask you, what's your credit score? And they'll show me 700s. And I'm like... In two years? In two years. Wow. So people think that the bankruptcy on your credits, what lowers your credit score, doesn't. Hmm. It doesn't because then that person who has a Chapter 7 bankruptcy on their credit for 10 years shouldn't have a 700-something credit score. Right. The slow pay, the no pay, all that stuff's what hurts mm-hmm. your credit. Now, if you come in with a you know a shiny 800 credit score and you file Chapter 7 bankruptcy, yeah, I'll take a hit because all of a sudden you're not paying all these debts, and but then it'll start it'll quickly go up if you keep certain debts, your debt to income ratio and all that. Yeah, so and you can file Chapter 7 without losing anything. You can file mm-hmm. Chapter 13 without losing anything. So 
that you know scarlet letter feel or stigma of chapter seven you know it's it's slowly diminishing it still has it because we still have the the baby boomers who mm-hmm. you know our parents were like oh i'll file bankruptcy you're a loser right. you know right you need to pay your debts you're well, a failure you're a failure you need to pay your debts you know right well it's easier said than done yeah when people come in here and they they literally will be a slave to debt if they don't file bankruptcy they will work and almost every penny that they have would be going to, to debt. Right. It's not that's not the American way and that's not the way you should be. That's why there's chapter seven bankruptcy. Wow. Man, that's really interesting. And Raphael, mm-hmm. I really do appreciate you being on the podcast and yeah. sharing this info. Yeah. Um, it's beneficial to me. I haven't filed for bankruptcy. I just want to clarify that. <laughs> yeah, um, that's not how we know each other. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine my wife listening to this uh, and just thinking like, you insinuated uh, we filed for bankruptcy. <laughs> Babe, what were you thinking? Uh, um, but no, we haven't filed for bankruptcy. We're not judging anybody who has. Right, it is right. a tool like what Raphael was mentioning. And... Um, you know, if you don't see the benefits, and I'm not saying go out and run out and, and do it. Um, but, you know, there are some tools and benefits in filing a bankruptcy um, to get that relief. And right. if you don't get that by this point, man, listen to the podcast again and uh, jot some notes down. Um, well, Raphael, man, I, I love being your friend. Yes. I likewise. Your, I, I appreciate you having me. They're great. <laughs> um, you know, loved seeing Izzy and Lucy play yeah. soccer together. Um, fun stuff. And, uh, man, send my, my best regards to your wife. Uh, cause she was always a pleasure to hang out thank with you. when Same our kids you. were playing yeah, soccer. Great. Great. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, thank you so much again. And, uh, we'll definitely have to have you on the podcast again. Excellent. I appreciate it. Thank yeah, you man. so much. We'll talk to you later. All right.